You're listening to Beltway Beef, official commentary from the National Cattlemen's Beef Association's Washington, D.C. office. President and his allies in Congress will tell you that family farms and ranches will not be impacted by their proposed changes. In fact, they make a very specific claim that 98% of farms will not be impacted. Yet they have provided no evidence to support that claim. Now, as a result, all or portions of a family farm might have to be sold to satisfy an oversized tax bill. This would endanger the continuation of family farms from one generation to the next, and it would devastate rural communities along with it. Agriculture has molded the nature of our state generation to generation. These proposals threaten the ability of producers to be able to pass on their operations to that next generation. It takes years for a farmer to build enough equity to purchase a new piece of equipment or land. And for many families, it's only by passing down the land and equipment that a family farm can remain viable. This is the only way a young farmer can truly survive. Family farms are the backbone of American agriculture. These misguided proposals fail to take into consideration the fact that farmers in general are highly vulnerable to these types of tax changes as land and equipment comprise most of the farmer's net worth. These proposed changes are going to crush rural America. What you just heard was a compilation of floor speeches made yesterday by key Senate Republicans who have served as allies on this issue. NCBA is working with lawmakers on both sides of the aisle to ensure the federal tax code we have in place is grounded in common sense, especially when it comes to the provisions that are so critical for family-owned farm and ranch businesses. Today, we're joined by Mark Isley, NCBA Policy Division's Chair, to talk about some of these recent developments and what it all means for our cattle producers. Mark, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Before we dive in, will you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself? Well, I'm a cow-calf producer and stalker operator in the southeast corner of Wyoming. Uh, Cheyenne, Wyoming is where I actually call home. It's not my family's place. It's one that I worked into over the course of looking like several decades now. I feel young at heart, but uh, uh, I love what I do, and that's important. I, uh, I raised my family here, and this ranch is taking care of us, so I feel like I need to reciprocate and take care of the ranch. And that means looking out for it however possible through policy, hard work, uh, common ground, any of those sort of things with other producers. For more than a decade now, you've not only been running a full-time business on the ranch, but you've also volunteered your time to serve the cattle industry through a number of leadership positions within NCBA. Can you talk about the work you're doing as policy division vice chair? You know, what made you want to focus on the policy side of things? You know, there was several things that have motivated me to dedicate time to the industry. Uh, I, as I commented earlier, I just wanted to raise a family and raise cattle, and that was great uh, business and lifestyle combined. And then I started realizing there were roadblocks, and there were people who didn't like the livestock industry or didn't understand the livestock industry. And as a young producer trying to get going, the roadblocks are pretty intimidating. There were folks who opened up that road and gave us a clear view, and those folks uh, plowed the road for us, if you will. And uh, now it's my turn to try to do the same for folks coming up behind us, whether they're family members or other producers across the country. I'm pretty much dedicated to do that. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate having you as one of our leaders. And, um, you know, I think policy is one of those areas where people automatically, especially out in cattle country, sort of get a headache. Um, and, and when you're talking about what happens here in Washington, D.C., um, it, 
that rings true even more so. But in your current role, you've had the opportunity to visit with cattle producers from across the country. Is tax policy something that you're hearing a lot about? I mean, are there any common themes our listeners in D.C. should be aware of, especially when it comes to this issue area? You know, the tax policy is something that I've been terribly focused on for a long time because uh, it was really difficult. And we almost were on the verge of losing our operation because of changes in the tax policy, changes in deadlines that were set by Congress. And so when I go out in the country, I realize there's a lot of folks that had the exact same take on the situation. And they're concerned. They're scared. They want to know if their planning has been adequate. Should they do something different? Who should they consult with? Uh, Who's representing them? Of course, that's NCBA's role uh, at the national level. And so there's a lot of common themes in addition to all the other things that we do with the policy division. So, uh, but right now, I think taxes are probably key to most things that are going on. You can focus on your herd genetics and your marketing and trade and transportation and feed and efficiency. But if the government taxes you out of business, the rest of it's irrelevant. So I think it's it's a high priority for me, and I think it's a high priority for NCBA. Thanks, Mark. At the beginning of this episode, listeners heard clips of floor speeches made by Senator Bozeman of Arkansas, the ranking member of the Senate Agriculture Committee, Senator Hoven from North Dakota, who served as the ranking member of the Senate Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, Senator Blunt from Missouri, who's the ranking on rules, Senator Moran of Kansas, who's ranking on Veterans Affairs and had, has held ag-specific leadership roles in the past, Senator Grassley of Iowa, who is ranking on judiciary, Senator Hyde Smith, who's a beef producer from Mississippi, who's ranking a member of the Livestock Subcommittee on Senate Ag, and Senator Marshall of Kansas, one of the newest members of Senate Ag, who served as ranking on the Conservation Subcommittee. Uh, Cattle producers are arguably too busy running their businesses to be watching C-SPAN in the middle of the day, but as a D.C. lobbyist, I can tell you it was really encouraging to see such an impressive lineup of senators dedicate their time to this issue. What was your reaction and take on on yesterday's floor speeches. First of all, I'd like to say that I think the term lobbyist and educator should be interchangeable because uh, as staff and folks that have inter- have direct contact with the senators, you guys educate them. You under- try to make them understand why policy and why things should line up the way they do for producers. I was excited to see that lineup. It's a wide span. They've got diverse backgrounds, but they've obviously taken something into account, and that is that there's constituents uh, like corn that's grown in all 50 states. States. There's cattle and farm uh, uh, and producers in all 50 states, and they're listening to what they're saying, and they're hearing some feedback about the problems that could be anticipated. I, I think that's really good that their ears are up and their antennas are on and we're, they're listening. We were really grateful to see so many members dedicate their time to this issue. Uh, you know, there's a lot happening in Washington, D.C., and to see seven different senators stand on the floor and speak on behalf of ag specifically was a, a really meaningful uh, moment. Let's talk about another exciting development this week. 50 members of the United States Senate sent a letter to President Biden urging him to abandon the effort to impose a capital gains tax increase on family-owned businesses, farms, and ranches by a limiting stepped-up basis. NCBA is incredibly grateful to Senators John Thune of South Dakota and Steve Daines of Montana, who spearheaded this effort. And right now, listeners may be wondering, okay, what's so exciting about this? Letters get sent to congressional leadership and the president all the time. I'd be willing to bet hundreds a day. And that's true. But it's not often that we see an entire caucus 
operating in lockstep. But every single Republican in the Senate lent their name to this effort. And I think that sends a really powerful message to leaders here in D.C. And we were just so thrilled to see that. Mark, what's your take? You're exactly right. It's really exciting to see these guys come together and understand that, that the importance of this. Uh, we contribute to these policies. We contribute to the economies in, in these uh, local uh, areas, uh, statewide, even regionally. And, and it's huge. And for them to actually sit up and say, we need to have a hand in this. We need to make sure things are done. This should actually be a bipartisan issue. Everybody should dive in on this. This should not be a, a, a separate uh, standalone uh, position that they hold. And I think that's really important. And I lean back to to where I was at years ago. My predecessor, my partner at the ranch, she passed away 10 days into the change of the tax law. And we had spent 10 years getting ready for this, doing our planning, making sure all of our ducks were in a row. And with a stroke of a pen, a law that had been changed at the mere discretion or indiscretion, if you will, of Congress, all of that went backwards. And we had to scramble with an immense amount of effort to try to salvage it. We did it, but it, it was extremely stressful. And I feel badly for families that, that don't have it. So to see these guys come together, it was it was really good. And I'm glad they're responding in lockstep. You know, I joked earlier that cattle producers don't really watch C-SPAN on a daily basis like I do, but that doesn't mean that they're not paying close attention to what's happening in Congress. You know, when lawmakers take a stand on important issues such as this one, what do you think that means to our cattle producers out there? Well, obviously we're not watching C-SPAN. C-SPAN. We're probably watching the clips in the evening. I think it's important. You know, we cover so many things on the policy side, you know, uh, cattle health and federal lands and trade and cattle marketing, property rights and tax and credit. And I, and I think the tax thing is so important. This current administration has got a wish list of things they want to spend on. Now they want to have to figure out how to pay for it. And they're asking the one set of folks who are probably the ones that contribute the most to this country in, in several ways, food and fiber, economics, and general well-being and taking care of the environment around them. It, it provides clean air, clean water, and all those things that they that the people treasure, and we obviously do as producers. So I think when they stand up and, and go together on this and actually make some great statements, some good speeches there in Congress, I think that was really great. And I, I'm glad our voices are heard. I think when they do get letters from us, I think they realize that when we've taken time to contact them, it's sure different than a mass postcard mailing. Oh, absolutely. You know, our producers deal each and every day with some real world issues, um, drought, flood, fire, uh, volatile markets. I mean, there are so many endless threats and challenges sometimes. I hope all of our listeners, um, especially those on Capitol Hill, know that seeing folks uh, stand up and speak on ag's behalf and it really play meaningful leadership roles, resonates on the countryside. It allows them to focus on what matters most, which is running a successful business, caring for their herds, their land. Uh, and, you know, they can breathe a, a little bit of a sigh of relief and sleep better at night, knowing that there are folks fighting for them here in D.C. You know, we've covered a lot of ground today, but before we wrap up, if there's one message you could communicate to members of Congress and their staff, as well as those working in this administration, what would that be? Give us a level playing field. Give us equity and let us work uh, unhampered with unnecessary rules and regulations. A country needs to be fed and a country that is well fed has lots of problems. A country that's not well fed only has one real problem. Now, if you want us to continue down a good path, you've got to give us the level playing field so that young producers and family members and people without always big access to capital can get into this game 
can contribute to society and feed a nation. That's what I would love to see them acknowledge and work with and use common sense approach when they when they tackle these issues. I couldn't have said it better myself. And the tax code plays a really important part of that. You know, Mark, thank you so much for your time joining us today. We really appreciate having you. It's always my pleasure. Thank you very much. This has been another episode of Beltway Beef. Don't forget to check us out online at policy.ncba.org or catch the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts.